just admit it, the podcast where IVY's counselors and former admissions officers spill the tea about what's happening in college admission. My name is Eric, former admission officer at Columbia University and the New School in Lower Manhattan. I am joined here uh, today by my colleague and friend, uh, Zach, who is a former admission officer at Holy Cross and Boston College. Hey, Zach. Hey, Eric. How's it going? I'm in a good place. Are you ready to talk about supplemental essays? Um, I am. Uh, I'm in a good place as well. And, uh, you know, you want to be in a good place when you're talking about supplements. Uh, there's a lot of them and they can be a little tricky. So uh, I think we're, we're equipped. Yeah, so the idea of today was to really just try to understand what it is that colleges are looking for in the supplemental essays, um, some of the common mistakes, do's and don'ts, but not being too prescriptive, just trying to demystify, as always, what it is that colleges want to see and also how to maintain authenticity uh, throughout the application. So I don't know, to start us off, Zach, what are your sort of general um, recommendations for students or what were the things that you were looking for uh, in, when you were reviewing applications in the supplements? Yeah, you know, I think there's a, there's a couple things that stand out with the purpose of the supplement, right? Um, and, you know, it's important to remember that the supplement and whether that could be one essay, you know, for at, at BC, that was one essay, um, or at other schools, you know, I think of schools like Yale or Stanford, where you're, you're writing nearly a dozen, um, you know, they are all important components to rounding out your application. Um, they have your personal statement um, that you've written as part of perhaps the common application or a coalition application or, you know, a school's other form. Um, but these are chances to be very specific about the school you are applying to. Uh, and really, at the end of the day, showing the school that you have done your research, uh, that you feel like you would do well there, um, and that you feel like you would add to their community uh, and to their to their institution. Um, and so those are really the takeaways the school wants to see from you. Uh, and that's how you should be writing these essays and these responses. Um, so you want to write these essays. And, and when I was reading them, um, I didn't want to read them and think, oh, you know, 80% of this could have been used for someone else. And they've just swapped the school name and maybe swapped a, a specific club um, and name dropped something here. And, and, you know, it lacked any sort of sense of, you know, time and purpose and effort uh, for that specific um, school. So, you know, really take your time with these supplements and, and think to yourself, why do I want to go here? And, and why do these programs appeal to me? And, and what is it about this school that I like enough to spend even more time writing at least one new essay? Um, so I think, you know, really emphasizing that sense of fit and that sense of, of research um, was, was important to me when I was reading these essays. And, and that's how I advise my IBY students as well right now. Uh, but I'm curious, Eric, did you feel like there was another component to supplemental essays that, that really stood out to you, the ones that were, were well done? Well, that was a really good digest of a lot of the advice that I also mirror when I'm talking with students. I was actually just on the phone today with the director of admission, and he had said, you know, what we're really looking for is whether or not you know our college, understand our community, 
and why you want to be there. So I think that desire element is something that's often lost because it's this idea that, you know, I need to have another opportunity to really sound impressive to the college and I'm just going to go on their website, maybe pluck out a few different classes, student organizations, um, and just cobble that together into a response. And that really isn't going to be sufficient, regrettably. I think that it's an opportunity for the student's personality to come through and sometimes even to have a bit of a more informal tone in some areas. Like you had mentioned schools that have these 10 or 12 short answer popcorn, more personality driven responses. And I think it's okay to have fun and have some levity, like your grades, your testing, the rigor of curriculum, your you know letters of recommendation. Those are all going to speak for themselves. And those all speak to your academic ability. So the supplements are an opportunity to really, in your own words, talk about your personality and make your best case for the kinds of things that you're going to bring to the community, both as a scholar, but also as a human. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think you you really got to the heart of a, an important point, which is you want to show your research into a school and you can achieve that by looking up things on their website and, and really spending a lot of time looking into a school, which is important and valued. Um, and certainly if you were able to visit the school, you know, certainly draw on those experiences as well. Uh, but you can't just list out or name drop uh, and expect that to feel like an authentic response. Um, you know, just like with the personal statement, any bit of your writing is a rare chance to hear directly from the student. And, and whether that's why they wish to study something, why they wish to attend this school, um, or, you know, a response about a greater value, uh, depending on the prompt, the answer and the content within the answer needs to consistently point back to the student, to the writer, and affirm these ideas that they are trying to convey. Um, you know, just saying that I wish to study psychology and this course would be helpful for that and I would join peer counselors um, and enjoy volunteering in the city nearby, uh, you know, while that would be a, a fine answer, it doesn't really show me why that course or that club or that access to the city is so crucial to what the student wants to do and, and, and what they wish to pursue and even a little bit who they want to become in college. And, and I think that's what can elevate a supplemental essay is, is really taking that next step or digging a little bit deeper and saying, you know, and here's why these specific things that I'm including are important to me. And here's why I can only get these things if I come to your school. Uh, that's that sort of next level area of response that, that I think can really make a supplement shine. That's great advice. I think, you know, We've talked a lot about what not to do, or it's a lot, it's very easy to talk about what not to do when we're talking about in general. <laughs> um, but, you know, I want to help hopefully provide some students with some good advice on what to do. And yet again, authenticity matters. That's what we say sort of like as our maxim throughout the college process. But it's another opportunity yet again for you to showcase your personality and not try to do what it is that you think the college wants to hear. 
but instead to showcase um, what your values are and what you think, again, that you can contribute to the community. I often try to challenge my students to think about, you know, what kind of roommate will they be? What kind of teammate will they be? What kind of lab partner will they be, right? Because you're not just coming in and sitting in a classroom. Harvard's president said that 80% of the learning that happens um, on Harvard's campus is outside of the classroom. And I totally adhere to that mentality as well. So I think the supplements are one of the very few elements that are wholly within the student's control and allow for the student to make that strong, emphatic case. You know, I, I think there's, you know, a, a challenge of some students comes with the word count of some of these supplements, right? And they can vary drastically by school. Um, you know, you talked about some of those, those popcorn responses, you know, um, for Yale, it's, you know, 35 words in that section. Um, I was just working with a student on Colgate. They get 70 characters um, in those popcorn responses. Um, but then you'll find um, supplements like University of Pennsylvania um, or Cornell where you're writing 600 words to their school. Um, so I think because there's not a, a total formula um, or a total expected um, word count for every single one, it can kind of throw students off. But I'm kind of curious, especially when it comes to the short responses, I think always being concise is the tougher thing for many of us um, and probably for me as I ramble on during this podcast. Um, you know, I think being a concise writer, but really making every word count um, is of the utmost importance when you get 100 words or 150 words. Um, so do you have any advice for students when they are faced with a, you know, only 100 words or 150 words or a 35 word popcorn answer, um, how to really make the most of that? It's really, I mean, word economy is tough, right? And so I often say, you know, that the pieces of the application should be complementary and not redundant. And so even in those short spaces, you should be able to have the reader take away just one more small nugget that that person wouldn't get elsewhere in your application. So a lot of times I'll challenge my students to get and drive down. And Zach, you mentioned it, that specificity. So, you know, what are like the things that you really hold true and dear? But also, what are the things that are uniquely you like? I'll even ask my students to go through and tell me, like, what are the YouTube rabbit holes that you go down or like the subreddits that you're into? Because you can mine that and figure out why it is that you feel so passionately about certain things. I was working with a student last year who taught me all about how feline dehydration was an epidemic. And she worked at a pet store. And she wrote all about that throughout her supplement, like had nothing to do with her academic trajectory, but honestly crafted some of the most compelling supplements, I thought, because it told you exactly what it is that she valued. It told the reader something that he or she would probably not know anything about feline dehydration. They have to have a running water source. That's why they like to drink out of your toilet and out of your sink. So anyway, I just I think it's the opportunity for you to be memorable in a way that um, the other parts of the application, it's very hard hard to distinguish yourself, right? I mean, numbers are not very sexy. So supplements can be an opportunity to differentiate you between uh, from students who look pretty much identical just based on test scores, rigor of curriculum, and grades. 
So again, kind of a non-answer because I don't want to be too prescriptive about it, but I'm always big on having a little fun, taking a little bit of a more relaxed tone unless the prompt is explicitly asking for it. Um, And when we had talked about this before, in that same breath, it's important to make sure that you are addressing the prompt directly. So if you want to speak to that a little bit, that might be helpful. Yeah, yeah, I was just about to, to jump in. And I mean, and now I learned something new about feeling dehydration. I never knew why they were always climbing in my sink like that. Um, it's an epidemic. You don't you feed them dry food. I, I, well, this is, see, this is why I don't have a cat, because I wouldn't be able to know these sort of things. Um, I, I kill plants. I don't have anything. Your desire to not be prescriptive, I agree. We can't, there's no, there's no perfect topic. There's no, this is how you do this. And, and the students who, who write one or two supplements for schools and then think that they can be recycled for other schools, um, and I get it. If it's a lot of work, it's a lot of essays, you know, it's more writing in the midst of senior year. There's a lot going on, but, um, you, you want to avoid that style of thinking. Um, you know, you complete one supplemental essay or one school's application with many essays, um, take a break and then, really give the the next prompts their true thought that they deserve um, and the true, uh, you know, reflection of the amount of work you're going to put into them. Um, And to that point, really read the prompts carefully. Um, You know, with a personal statement, the prompts are sort of meant to be a little verbose because they are trying to encourage you to to latch on to one thing that is going to help you tell your story. Uh, With the supplemental prompts, they are written specifically and for that specific reason. Uh, you know, a school wouldn't ask for that essay or those essays uh, multiple if they didn't want to learn a, a certain aspect of you. Um, and so if they are in that very traditional, you know, what do you wish to study and why do you feel like studying it here is going to benefit you, um, you know, that's the time to be pretty logical and pretty research heavy and and pretty, um, you know, concerned with showing how that school is, is the right fit for you academically. Um, and maybe some extracurriculars that relate to that subject matter. Uh, but when a school gives you an opportunity to sort of branch beyond that, I love the opportunity to take, you know, some may call it a risk, but, but I think it's a chance to show a little more of who you are. Um, don't feel like you need to be this robotic student, you know, a, a brain in a jar. Uh, you have personality, you have interests, you have quirks, um, and, and put those on display. Um, and there's not a lot of opportunities to put them on display. So when you get those prompts that are, you know, a little more open-ended, but how do you wish to impact the community or what are you, you know, what inspires you or, you know, what, you know, what's something you've read recently uh, that, you know, really changed your way of thinking. Um, don't go for the easy answer. You know, don't go for something you just read in school um, or something that may be super obvious, um, you know, that you potentially even already alluded to in another essay. You know, if you get the chance to write more than one for a school, one is going to be super logical about why you wish to attend. Um, so take a little opportunity to be a little creative and a little more personable um, and a little more personal uh, in that those other responses, uh, because when it, when a school gets to know you, uh, you become human to them, right? You're no longer the numbers, you're no longer the grades and the transcript. Um, and if you can sort of become a full picture to them, 
uh, and you can be almost visualized and understood as the person you are, it's, it's so much harder to be forgotten in that sea of students. So, you know, the more you can use to identify yourself, the more memorable you're going to be. And, and, and memorable is, you know, is worth its weight in gold in the admissions process. Yeah, it's tough out there. I was trying to think back to what I wrote for why I would have attended my school. And A, it's too long far ago, so I can't remember what they said. And also B, I don't think that I actually had to write that essay. But what I realized in that exercise that I just did in the last four seconds is that so much of why I wanted to attend my school, I didn't know until after I graduated. Yeah. So I didn't know that the rowing team would be the most like formative, you know, experience of my life likely. And obviously I was a tour guide like many admissions officers. Were you a tour guide, Zach? Oh, I sure was, yeah. Yes! Tell me a fun fact from your university that only a tour guide would know. Oh boy, good question. Um, I have mine. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I'm going back. I just did the tour route in my head. Um, so we always pointed out the um, there was an addition made to one of our school buildings um, and um, it was made, you know, well after many decades after the building was erected. Um, and the architect was supposedly inspired by the Wizard of Oz. And so there were little pieces around, um, you know, the fixture, the light shade fixtures. Um, you know, it was a tile floor, but there was a red tile line all the way up to the founder of the namesake of the building. Um, there were murals on the wall and, and they were all meant to signify little uh, pieces of the Wizard of Oz. Um, and so, you know, families always love to, to identify exactly what was going on there and if they believed it or not. That's cute. Mine are not as exciting. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we had the ones that everybody had, except, um, I don't know, we had an arch as the gateway to campus and you couldn't walk underneath the arch or it was bad luck. The three pillars were for wisdom, justice, and moderation, of course, which we all espoused as young 18-year-olds on the brink of our academic journey. Um, and we were the first state chartered institution in the country. So that is a good one. Yeah. Land grant. There's a lot of qualifiers. Like we were the first state with a charter <laughs> um, land grant. Right. Right. Still first. Um, totally. No, we were the first, like no one else had all of that. <laughs> well, it's funny. This exercise has made me also think back and I don't think I wrote any supplemental essays either. Um, and it just goes to show, you know, in the last 15, 20 years, there's been a big shift to so many schools requiring supplemental essays. Um, I'm curious, like, why do you think that is? That's a great question. I think the answer falls into the space of colleges. A, students are applying to far more colleges than they were a decade or two decades ago. And therefore, colleges need to have some understanding of a student's interest level. This is just my suspicion. And so, you know, colleges are always trying to figure out what their yield is going to be. And fit is something that I think still matters. Part of this has to do with demonstrated interest. And I think those two things are kind of intrinsically tied. So demonstrated interest is a formal factor of admission at some universities and not at others. But this is basically a longer form demonstrated interest element, right? I don't know. That's my speculation. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I have to think it is is really angled at the idea 
probably primarily at, at their, your likeliness to yield, you know, your likeliness to, um, if admitted, attend that university. So, you know, for, for, unless you're applying early decision, um, in which you are bound by contract, you know, other beyond financial hardship to attend that school if admitted, the school has no real idea if you're going to accept their offer of admission. Um, and so, I think these supplemental essays were introduced because schools were seeing more and more and more applications, as you were saying, Eric, but they were just, you know, a name on a list and a student, you know, other than paying an application fee, didn't have really any skin in the game, if you will. Um, and so these essays became a way to intentionally filter out the students who really couldn't even be bothered to write, you know, one 400 word essay as it was for us at BC. Um, so we knew at the very least you like us enough to, to do some research and write an essay. Um, but I think it's, it is then eventually using those supplemental essays in a more serious way to inform a decision um, that has, I think, become pretty commonplace in the last, you know, five years, especially where that supplemental essay is pretty darn important. Or, you know, and I think there's a, a reason you see schools like Stanford and Harvard and Yale and Princeton um, and Brown and, and, you know, the list goes on and on of these ultra selective schools require not one, not two, but, you know, six, seven, eight more essays, uh, because it's yet another bit of criteria that they can use to assess your application in an otherwise very, very, very competitive field. Um, so, you know, I think the supplemental essay can almost become an afterthought. It's often the last thing done, right, in an application. Um, but you can't treat it like it's the last mile in a marathon and you're exhausted and, and you just want to get across the finish line. Um, you know, you really want to have enough stamina to space out over the course of your fall, you know, the, the supplemental essays that you have to do because they really are going to carry a lot of weight in the application. I don't know about you. I used my last mile in the marathon as my kick and I was going across the line, except when I ran Boston and I hit the wall and I limped across the line. So yeah, don't risk limping across the line, young people. When I ran the Boston Marathon too, I like I hit that wall at like twenty three mile twenty three and I was just starting and stopping all the way and maybe the last quarter mile on the straightaway I I jogged my way across, but there was nothing like stopping running at that feeling. And so you don't wanna you don't want that to be illustrated in your supplemental essays, I would say. <laughs> you ran Boston, so you're fast. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not fast. Uh, I just can... I'm a glutton for punishment, I would say. <laughs> That's like the hardest course. It was so difficult and it was so hot. So many hills, I know. So many like strategically placed hills. It was a nightmare. Exactly, I know. Um, I was thinking about... Um, that's a great point that now the supplemental essays have become almost like this ultimate barrier to admission for the most selective schools. And... I don't know how to give great advice here, but I will say that the more compelling supplements that I read are honestly just those that hold my attention mm -hmm. is why, as I said before, just like maybe trying not to be as serious and clinical and sound as impressive as you think that you need to. Um, it's another way of just sort of cloaking that idea of needing to contort yourself into what it is that you think colleges want to see. So I don't know. I challenge my students just to be as interesting as you are. Sometimes I read the supplements and I realize that it just 
feels vacant and doesn't sound as interesting as the student is to me. So I'm not sure exactly how to mitigate that, but that's the best way I can describe It's like a je ne sais quoi, like I know it when I see it. Uh, it's very hard to enumerate, but the supplements that really capture my attention and maintain my attention, particularly when you're reading thousands of applications, are the ones that I was, would label as successful. But the great part about that is they have nothing in common in terms of content. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think is very liberating for students is that the content doesn't matter. You can only use what's within arm's reach for you and colleges understand that. So it's important to bring to the table the things that are most important to you and that you actually get excited about, even if they seem nerdy, even if they seem offbeat, even if they seem unconventional, even if they seem very conventional. So I've had students write about every possible topic you could imagine and the way that they craft it or the angle that they take it or the not the what they're doing, but the why is going to really make that essay stand out. So everyone is has read an essay about cooking, but not what you're doing, but why and how, you know, what's the process like? Everyone has read the essay about a student on stage who's, you know, a performer, but you can still craft compelling essays, even with that same content. Very few students are fully committed to feline dehydration. True. And I mean, I think, and that's, I just want to call out a specific difference here in that it's not that we need you to find the most unique topic ever thought about, right? You know, you don't need to to rack your brain and and pretend to be interested in something as obscure as feline dehydration. Um, While, you know, like you said, an epidemic, that's very important. Um, But it's, to your point, Eric, all about how this matters to you and if it matters to you. Because if it matters to you, you're going to write about it with some gusto um, and some interest uh, and some natural voice and personality. And that's really what is going to make any bit of writing interesting. Um, you know, yes, no matter what, admissions officers are going to read, you know, hundreds, if not over 1,000 essays in a year. Uh, and trying to grab their attention for the sake of grabbing their attention is incredibly transparent. It can always be sniffed out. And so it really, the I think the, the bit of advice and the takeaway once again comes back to really just think about what is important to you, uh, what you like doing, and how that school might support it uh, and how you might continue to find it at that school. Um, but especially for those prompts that really aren't even directly asking you to relate it back to, to what you would do or, or how you would do it at that school, um, use those opportunities to share a part of yourself that otherwise doesn't get to come out in the application. Um, and so I think, yeah, taking that first idea of, oh, well, this is the activity I'm most involved in, um, that can be the right choice, but make sure it's about more than your resume in prose form. Um, you know, but sometimes it's the seventh or the eighth thing on the activities list uh, that is actually just pretty interesting to read about because is not something you expected um, from that student specifically. And so if I can read their personal statement of, of the main essay and then uh, you know those supplemental essays are adding other bits of color that I didn't yet know about 
from reading their resume or their letter of recommendation, those are supplements well spent because the student used their platform to tell me about things that only they can tell me about. Um, and they have chosen topics that tr also truly they can only tell me about. Their teachers can't, their counselor can't, their resume can't. Um, and those are really the things I think to look for uh, for your content in a, in a supplemental essay. That's a great point about authenticity. I think also what's difficult is we're asking students to do this sort of dual exercise, which is make yourself unique within a framework that is uh, entirely homogenous and impersonal in many ways. And then in my opinion, so many colleges are so similar and largely interchangeable. If you've ever been on a campus tour, right. unlike Zach and my presentations, which are very heavily tailored and full of flavor and flair, um, you'll notice that every campus sounds the same, right? We have the best dining hall. We have, oh my gosh, 500 clubs and organizations. And if you don't find one that you like, you and five of your friends and a faculty advisor can make one. Oh, and we have a Quidditch team. See how quirky we are, even though no one reads Harry Potter anymore. So I think um, it can be really exceedingly difficult, I've found, for my students to approach that, why do you want to come to our school essay? Because many times a lot of these schools are interchangeable. Like if you're applying to a large research one state institution, it's going to be, I think, substantially similar to most other large research one state institutions. So looking beyond superficial things, as Zach, you had said, and kind of the name dropping and extracting a handful of classes and looking towards research opportunities, looking at particular faculty members that you might want to work with as mentors, looking at even the mission statement and the value structure of the school, I think those can be some of the things that actually are unique to a school. Because in my opinion, if you're applying to Michigan, Wisconsin, Indiana, UVA, UNC, Arizona, the UCs, those can have so many similarities, right? Or if you're applying to the New England Consortium schools and you like a small liberal arts college in New England, you're going to find a lot of qualities and characteristics that they share. The one thing that I'll say, too, is like having worked at Columbia, um, we used to see students who applied to Columbia and Brown, two schools that could not be more different, right? Do you want a core curriculum in New York City where a third of your classes are prescribed for you? Or do you want a liberal arts college of similar size in beautiful metropolitan Providence, Rhode Island, with a completely open curriculum, right? So anyway, that was a long ramble, but basically it's I'm just validating the fact that it's hard. It's hard to differentiate students when you're in admission, and it's hard to differentiate schools when you're a student. Right. I, you know, I couldn't agree more. And, and I mean, I think that really just belies the point we're trying to make here is that, you know, it's okay if you're feeling like there's a lot of similarities and there probably will be because you are going to, as a student, probably have similar criteria in the schools on your list that are of interest to you, right? There's a reason that you're seeing similarities here. It's probably because you like those similarities among those schools. Um, and it's okay to tout those similarities in the essay to Indiana and Wisconsin and, and uh, you know Ohio State and you know University of Arizona, um, but just make sure you're adding that specific color of that school, um, not literally, um, but like the specific go blue. 
you know, yeah, exactly. Go maize and blue. Um, but you know, you want to make sure that the school isn't just like, well, clearly this is a copy paste, you know, go to that extra mile to give 50% of it to those specifics, but, you know, make sure there's still enough of you just getting the chance to tell your story. You know, it's okay to use your story to set up why you want to go there. So, you know, let a quarter of it be, you know, all about you. And then you're going to get to that school. You know, it doesn't have to just be a book report on that institution. Um, so I think the, the more you infuse you and if you're sensitive to knowing at the school, you know, when, when it was us at BC, you know, I didn't want to feel like I was reading an essay that could have also been sent to Notre Dame and Georgetown and Villanova. Like, I know you're probably applying to those places, but I want to think that you are sincerely interested in BC and that here is your demonstration of that sincere interest. So, you know, if you can keep that in mind as you're writing that essay and, and taking the opportunity to tell us about yourself and relate that cohesively, it's going to be a great supplement. Um, and, and really, you don't have to, to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to come up with the most interesting topic that's ever been out there. Um, you just have to, to keep those you know, specific and, uh, and important factors in mind. Right. That idea of your story is really beautiful. And I think that that would be a great way to end the episode on how to tackle the supplemental essays. Um, but I want to thank Zach. And this has been Eric and Zach, counselors at Ivy Wise on our Just Admitted podcast, demystifying and doing other things, all sorts of commentary on the college admission process. Please join us again in two weeks where we will unearth even more fun facts about the cryptic and wonderful world of college admission. Mm -hmm.